Although some disapproval. All right, Chase, I want you to edit out all of my fuck-ups, all right? You normally do really good on our episodes, and I know you'll probably really impress me this time, too, because I am a mess right now. All right, but here we go. This is Positive Noise Radio, bringing you episode 17 of Two Guys, Two Topics, a show where Chase Woodfin... What's up? And I, Jeffrey Ortiz, bring you two topics for your entertainment. Chase, I have a feeling this is going to be a good episode. Oh, yeah? Why is that, bud? I'm not sure. I just have a feeling. You know what I'm saying? I got a good feeling. I'm hooked, hooked on, on a feeling. feeling. Very good. How's your day been? Uh, it's been uh, good, I guess, yeah. All right. Glad to hear that, man. Well, how's your day been? Thank you. I thought this was going to be a one-sided conversation. Um, my day's been all right. Thank you for asking, my friend. Okay, here, let's go ahead and get this show on the road. I'll go ahead and start with today's topic. I am going to be talking about a slice of history of about a span of 50 years in the 4th century B.C. Ooh. So let's take the time machine and let's go way back. Several thousands of years. And by several, I mean maybe a couple. Plus a little bit. All right, man, here we go. We're going to talk about the Sacred Band of Thebes. Ooh, what is that? It's a group of men entirely made up of male lovers. All right, now hear me out, guys. Get ready. Now, what I will be reading will be coming from an article on Today I Found Out. In the 4th century BC, for a period of about 50 years, a small force of 300 elite Theban soldiers dominated Grecian battlefields. What makes this band of brothers unique in history is that it was, con- it was compromised entirely of male lovers. Okay, so now you may be hearing male lovers and you're like, wow, that was a really long time ago. It's pretty crazy. So you may not have known, but the Greeks tolerated a wide range of sexual appetites. Now, you probably would have known that if you know much of anything about ancient history, especially during that time. A lot of people tolerated a wide range of sexual appetites. Anyway, the one that shocks the modern conscious, pederasty, which is a sexual relationship between a man and a pubescent or adolescent boy, was in fact many places seen as benefit as a benefit to society. That aristocracies recognized its power to forge bonds between promising youths and conservative mentors. Dem- democracies saw it as an insurance against tyranny, but the major source of its prestige remained, despite Plato, its contribution to military morale. Hmm. In fact, Plutarch claimed that in Thebes, their lawgivers designed to soften whilst they were young their natural fierceness. And gave great encouragement to these friendships to temper the manners and the characters of the youth. Although some dispute that boys were involved in these relationships, most scholars agree that it is a mistake to remove adolescent boys from the sphere of acceptable objects of adult Greek male eros. Such desire was fixated upon youthful, we may might even say boyish, male beauty, but not upon age, whether less than or more than 18 years. Furthermore, this perception is supported by the contemporaneous accounts of Xenophon, who reported that men and boys lived together like married people, and in fact, some even solemnified their relationships. The cult of Heracles, 
was especially strong in Boeotia. Aristotle, in a lost work, directly described a tomb of Iolus dedicated, and I may pronounce these words incorrectly. I'm not Greek. And it's, and it's also, these, these are difficult words to pronounce. <laughs> dedicated to the hero's male lover and companion in arms, where the Theban lovers in his day still plighted mutual devotion. Although, although the involvement of minors in these sexual relationships offends our modern morals, sensibilities and laws at the time, the deep attachment between the two males was seen as a military advantage. Here's actually a quote from the history right here. Homer's Nestor was not well skilled in ordering an army that would rank tribe and tribe and family and family together, but that he should have joined lovers and their beloved. For men of the same tribe or family little value one another when dangers press, but a band cemented by friendship grounded upon love is never to be broken and invincible. Since the lovers ashamed to be base in the sight of their beloved and the beloved before their lovers willingly rushed into danger for the relief of one another. And with regard to the Theban elite unit, this proved to be exactly what happened. At least as early as Plutarch, which is about 46 to 120 um, common era, it was believed that the band had become sacred because of each pair's ceremonial vows. Lovers plighted their faith at Iolus's tomb. It is likely, therefore, that this band was called sacred on this account. So this is kind of how it begins here. Most histories credit Gorgidas, the chief officer of Boeotia, with the founding of the sacred band in 378 BC, at about the time the Boeotians expelled the Spartans from the Theban citadel. Many believe that Gorgidas handpicked the band's couples, each compromised of an Orestes, which is the older man, called the lover, and the Eromenos, the younger male, called beloved. Although each pair had an older and a younger, it seems that there was not that great of an age discrepancy between the two. According to one scholar, males in the battalion were only made full members after they reached age 20 or 21, and that after age 30, veterans were mustered out. Let's discuss their greatest victory. At the Battle of Leuctra in 371 BC, the sacred band helped Thebes in Spartan domination of the region. The 300 members of the elite sacred band had swore to defend their lovers to death was positioned on the left wing, and while Theban horsemen were creating chaos among the Spartan ranks, Pelopidas and the sacred band also attacked Cleombrutus, the Spartan leader's position, resulting in the fatal wounding of the Spartan king and the complete defeat of the Spartan right. Sparta's loss allowed Thebes to establish itself as the Greek hegemon for the next decade, and that's a big deal. And now the Thebes, especially the sacred band of Thebes, were loyal to each other until the very end, and they never would surrender. And it kind of we kind of discussed that at the beginning of the article, and that kind of is what led to their downfall. It was a very short-lived, very exciting and interesting period of history, but it was short-lived, and it could be said, it could be said that it is short-lived because of this reason here. The end of the sacred band corresponded with Philip II of Macedonia's defeat of the Greek city-states in 338 BC at the Battle of Chaeronea, where a young Macedonian prince came to prominence. Then Alexander, his heart set on showing his father his prowess, first succeeded in rupturing the solid front of the enemy line. Corpses piled up until finally Alexander forced his way through the line. 
Historians believed that Alexander had attacked the Greek right wing, which was occupied by the famous sacred band of Thebans, which was massacred. According to Plutarch, the conquering king was moved by the sacred band's courage. After the battle, Philip was surveying the dead and stopped at the place where the 300 were lying, all where they had faced the long spheres of his phalanx. With their armor and mingled one with one another, he was amazed, and on learning that this was the band of lovers and beloved, bursted into tears and said, Perish miserably they who think these men did not suffer aught disgraceful. And now, get this. In 1818, a British tourist out horseback riding near the village of Curanea tripped over a rock that, upon further inspection, was revealed to be a massive stone lion erected, according to some, in honor of the famous battle. In the excavations of the enclosure of the Lion Monument, 254 skeletons were found, laid in seven rows. We know that the Theban sacred band totaled 300. The two figures seem sufficiently close to give strong confirmation that these bodies belong to that of the sacred band. Dun, dun, dun. So there you go, everybody. There is a little slice of 50 years of history in the 4th century BC. That was awesome. Think, Super interesting. I'm something I've never heard of, so that's 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 good. Um, not definitely something that uh, isn't necessarily something I've I've wondered about, but it's enlightening, I guess, to hear. Uh, just because it kind of gives you a different perspective of because uh, I didn't I didn't know I don't know much about the Greeks other than the gods that come with them, but it's 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 neat. Yeah, it's like if you take away, um, if you take out like the uh, the you know pedestry, the pedestry out of it, and like imagine that like all those men out there or the women with really good friends, like if you just got like your old high school group, man, like a group of like ten people, and then multiply that by like you know five. And you have that friendship and those kind of relationships with those people. That's kind of like what this is. It was like a, like super bro. You know what I mean? Just yeah. absolute love for one another. Like you're never going to stab the guy in the back. You're never going to cross him or anything like that. You're going to fight till the very end. And I think that's kind of cool. Very cool. It's very cool. With that being said, man, you know who my bro is? Who, who, who is your bro? His name is Chase Woodfin, and I bet he's got a great topic for y'all today. Well, okay. Uh, I do have a pretty good topic for you today. Um. <laughs> It actually isn't necessarily a topic, but it's kind of a idea that I want to pass on to everyone uh, who listens in case if they don't do it or if it's something that they've always wondered about. It's something I'm very passionate about, uh, something Jeffrey has tried, and he enjoys it, doesn't necessarily fully understand it. Do you know what I'm talking about, Jeffrey? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. You have no idea what I'm talking about. Good, because that's exactly what I want you to, the way I want you to be. I'm going to talk about the lovely world of fantasy sports. Oh, no, not... <laughs> fantasy yeah, sports. Right, let me interject real quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was inter- introduced to fantasy sports two... No, I think it was three years ago. I think it was right out of high school. We started a fantasy football league. I had no idea what was going on. I just know that I had well, the running back of the the Jets. I had like the whole entire Jets offensive line, and it made me fall in love with the worst team in football, <laughs> more or less. I have, I have for some reason, 
a huge love and admiration for the New York Jets now, and I will always stand by them because they carried me through that season. I got pretty far. I got obliterated in the end, but the fact that I made it as far as I did, it was all because of the Jets. Well, you didn't do well your first season, but your second season... Is that the one with the Jets? No, that was that was that was the one that was the one where you tried a little bit harder, and we sat. At, remember, we were at Jared's house, and we sat next to each other, and I said, "Okay, draft exactly oh, yeah. how was, I yeah. draft," and yeah. then you drafted and you followed my lead as to what I picked, and then you ended up going to the fucking the playoffs or some shit that year and you probably almost won or something well it was because it was because you were pseudo i was like it was your pseudo it was basically my team. team yeah exactly was <laughs> team. I, was, I was sitting right next to him and i was like pick what pick what exactly what position i picked yeah and whenever what we go to different person, workouts and stuff like that i would have you coach me through through the week i'd be like all right man what do i need to do sit down with you i gotta figure this out I was literally a manager for two teams, and I was very proud of the way that one of them played and very upset with the way the other played. Anyways, so the the, the reason I, I wanted to talk about fantasy sports is it's something that actually, like, I am very, very interested in. I'm very developed in this category. Uh, I'm very knowledgeable, if that doesn't go under the develop uh, part of it. But it's something that I... I care about a lot, and you're probably like, dude, this guy cares about something that isn't even real. He probably doesn't play any sports, yada, yada, yada. He can only play fantasy sports. This is an entirely different game, people. Get your heads out of your asses, okay? Because <laughs> right. you're about to be schooled right now, okay? I, I, love, I love playing fantasy football mainly, but fantasy sports in general, incredible. It's incredible what... What because and it's mainly because of the internet era that this has been possible. It was it, prior to this, it was very hard to do any sort of thing like this, uh, and I'm pretty sure it didn't really exist. Uh, my dad is a fantasy god. This man, I go to. I've learned everything from him, fantasy wise. <laughs> I go to him for all of my advice. That has stopped. Within the last like two and a half or so years, I stopped getting advice from my dad. Every now and then, yeah, you go to people and ask them, hey, what do you think, this or this? And that's okay. That's fine. That's something you need to do. You need to rely on your people. You need to rely on people you trust. But before that, you have to start somewhere. So basically, if you've never played fantasy sports, welcome to your starting somewhere point. My name's Chase Wolf, and I'm going to be your tour guide, okay? So... We're going to start basically with fantasy football because it's the one I'm most passionate about and it's the one that you can get involved in soon and it's also the easiest to track because you only have to, uh, you only have to make changes at least once a week um, and it, it, you, games only go on you know, on certain times of the week. Teams only play once a week. It's easy to k- keep track of everything. Baseball is something that I would leave for later on. I would leave baseball for later on just because baseball, they're playing constantly, they take shorter breaks, and it's something that you have to keep up daily. It's something that I'm not necessarily good at. I'm not good at fantasy baseball. I like the way the points are take, every, how everything's scored, but I just, I, it's, it's hard for me to catch on to just because I'm very used to fantasy football. Now kind of getting back on the track. Here's my why, okay? So, for one, I'm going to make this sound like it's an infomercial, basically. 
Jeffrey, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a series of questions, okay? Do you That's have enough? And uh, do you have enough competition in your life? Honestly, do you have enough competition in your life? Not including your gym life, basically, just in regular everyday life. Do you have enough competition? No. No. For the sake no, of this don't. topic. No, no, you really, you, you really. Not everybody has has this, the the drive, the the strive to be the best. And and the competition, nobody has that. Unless, of course, you work at a job where you have to, you know, basically beat beat the best to be the best. You know. Anyways, there are many things that you can do, of course, to find this competition in your life. You know, you can go out and you can actually do real sports, and I highly encourage that. You can, you know, you can find those leagues, you know, those soccer leagues with the old people that don't matter, the softball leagues that are really awesome, and I totally think you should go join them. Uh, or even like volleyball, you can find volleyball courts everywhere. But the thing is, is that fantasy football, it's easy. It's fun. It brings a, a small group of people to a large group of people all together for the best trash talking. Uh, it, it, it brings really good minds together whenever you have your group. And I found my group. And I love my group. I love my group. I found my group of eight people who I have a... Uh, I have a money league with. Now this money league is important. And this is this is what's cool about it is you know you don't even have to try very hard and at some point you can end up maybe winning some money in the end of, at the end of the year. So that's pretty cool. Now more reason as to why fantasy sports is something to get involved in. It's it gives you something to do. It gives you that Hmm, I, I gotta stop looking at all the social media feeds. I guarantee you, until it's actually game day, I am never on social media until I am happy with my team. I'm never on social media. So basically, it's fantasy football takes control of your life. And I love it. Now, this might not be for everyone, of course, and it isn't for everyone. It's 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 different. But different's good. Jeffrey is not a sports person, and he tried it, and he likes fantasy football. He likes fantasy football because it gives him something to do. Yeah, if you have if you have time to do this. Now, I kind of suffered last season because I got really busy, and I'm still really busy, but uh, if you really just like need something to do, I recommend people go try this because it's a great time, and you learn a lot, not only about fantasy sports, but you learn a lot about football, and you learn to really like admire football too, and you can see all the tactics and the way that people play. You can learn plays. You can learn diff- all kinds of different things all about this one sport that you would not have known if you would have never tried fantasy football. See, now let me, now let me put this into perspective. Now you're thinking, now we're going to go to the, the house of fantasy football, basically, and why you need to actually kind of have a sense of what you're doing. Because some people think, oh, you know, I can just toss somebody in each week and, uh, you know, it, it won't matter who I play. What completely matters who you play. One thing that I've noticed whenever you're drafting, or one thing you have to know whenever you're drafting, you have to watch bye weeks. Bye weeks kill. Now, cause, and the reason is, is bye weeks aren't a big deal unless if you draft all on the same bye week. Whenever you draft on the same bye week, oh, it can ruin a lot of th- it can ruin a lot of things. You want your team to be evenly spread out with their bye weeks. You don't want to have your top quarterback resting on the same week with your top running back. Now, of course, if that means sacrificing one of the really good running backs or one of the really good quarterbacks. 
to get an average quarterback mixed up with your instead of having two average quarterbacks and a running back, that doesn't make any sense. So basically, bye weeks are a huge part because at least for one week out of the year, out of your football season year, you cannot play this person. You can't play this person no matter what. And then this goes along also with the fact that you need to watch who they play too. Watching now, listening to you know your, your the statistics that that the whatever uh, fantasy football uh, provider you go through, whether it be Yahoo Fantasy Football, ESPN, DraftKings, Yahoo, uh, the Yahoo Money League that they have, I can't remember what it's called, but you need to pay attention to the statistics that they show how they and another thing that i like to do is i like to pay attention to the way they played against teams in the past i am very deep into my fantasy football leagues i play players not only against their i guess you could say it's it's hard it's hard to explain though it's I don't like to presume a person will do good things unless he has committed to doing good things all season. And then, then and even at that point, it can still fail. These people can still fail. Somebody who can bring you know 15 points to the table each week could end up having a bad week. Everybody has their bad weeks. Another thing that you have to pay attention to is the people that you absolutely hate. There are people in this world that I despise when it comes to the fantasy, whenever it comes to, well, actually, just football. Whenever it comes to football, there are people I despise. I despise Colin Kaepernick for no reason. Now, this has no affiliation, and I've talked about this before, I believe, about his his kneeling during the the, uh, Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, I I don't I don't care. The national anthem, maybe, dude. Oh, not national anthem. It's the same. It's this the same. Isn't, thing. This isn't grade school, bro. <laughs> it's the same thing. But but basically, I I don't care. He can he can kneel all he wants, whatever. It, it, some people find it disrespectful. Some people don't care. I'm one of the people who don't care. So I just don't like the guy. I don't know why. I just ever since he stepped onto the football field, I've like you know I need a guy to hate, and it's this guy. Colin Kaepernick. I, I will not and will never draft Colin Kaepernick into my fantasy football lineup, and that is a guarantee, unless I am absolutely desperate. <laughs> and that's something that you have to be ready for. You have to be ready to be desperate in this league. One thing that is very essential to fantasy football is trades. A trade can alter the course of your team or another person's team. You might be on, on the shit end of the stick, or you might be high above the water. I don't know. Either way, you will not find out until probably the end of the season whenever it either comes to bite you in the ass or it's saying, whose ass do I need to bite? A trade can be as simple as saying, hey, you need a defense. I need a running back. I'll give you my defense for your running back. Case done. Next thing you know, he says, nah, I don't like that trade. Make it better. Okay, then it's like, all right, I'll give you a defense. And since I'll be taking that running back, you can have a subpar running back. I'll take your good running back and something else. Whatever you needed. But then things can get complicated past that. 
And I've been in a four-man trade before. You've never seen a four-man trade until you've been a part of one. And I know that statement doesn't make any sense, but trust me, this shit is crazy. I mean, people can start yelling, and you know that's when the trash ta- talking starts to commence. But it's like, it is in fucking credible the kind of stuff that be- these people can come up with in these leagues. And that's the thing is that this is all for fun, and that's the next part. It's just have fun. This isn't serious. Some cases, yes, it is pretty serious. Sometimes it can you know, be a part of a lot of money. And yeah, I've been I've been on the side of that money. So I like I like to have fun with my guys. I mean, I like to make sure that I know everyone in the league. That's a key thing for me actually. It's something that I I like to have. And knowing everyone lets you be able to trash talk one another you know, saying, hey, you know, you suck. I'm going to beat your ass this week. Just wait. But then all of a sudden you needed to get a trade from him. And then, you know, you have to do something that he wants you to do to get that trade going. Now, it's not always like this. Trash talking is essential whenever it comes to comes to fantasy football. So have fun. That's, 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 all, that's all it requires to have a fantasy football league is to have fun have some a good group of guys and girls who are passionate about football, who know a little bit about football. Even if you all don't know anything about football, have fun. Just make a league. It's fun. It's simple. It takes like five minutes. Do the standard rules. You don't have to change anything about it. Just make the league. Make make your own team names. Make them silly. Make them funny. That doesn't matter. Make them insulting to the rest of the people in your group. What were some of the names that we had in our t- in, uh, for our teams last season that were insulting to others? Most of them probably shouldn't be said on. Yeah, on I don't this think podcast. it's very appropriate, dude. I don't, I don't think, think we need to talk about all, it. <laughs> but like, I'm thinking about mine alone, idea. and I'm not saying it. You get the idea, and it's. I don't even remember what yours was. I just remember that mine uh, was uh, uh, Le- mine was a uh, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, please. Because mine was like the uh, mine was like something like not cool. Oh, and then and then of totally course offensive. mine was like original team name at one point with asterisks around it. Like it's a fun time, you know. It's it's it, it's good to it's good to be involved with something, and uh, I I like to I like to I like to make sure that people get involved with it and make sure you know it's a fun time for everyone. So uh, definitely check it out. This upcoming football season, you can go ahead online right now and start your fantasy football season, basically. You can set up a draft time and everything. And you know what? Have a live draft. Have a live draft. It's tons of fun. You know, don't even do a live draft. Just do an online draft. Get everybody together. Have some drinks. Have some snacks. Have some real food. Order some Buffalo Wild Wings. I don't give a damn. Do do your draft party the way you want to. The having doing the draft is literally just as fun as if you were actually in like the war room for an NFL team. Other than this is your team, you own every player on this team. Experiment. Oh with yeah, how you I remember run these now. Football leagues. Okay. Team, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Say it. I want to hear it. It was it was rectum. Remember? It was R E K T U M. Rectum. Right. Rectum. Real dumb, real yeah. funny. Have fun. Make team names like Rectum. It, it it's it's a good time. I strongly encourage 
all of our listeners to make a fantasy football se- team this season. Join a random one. I mean, it's not as fun as having one with your friends, but it's also a good way to get introduced to the league. Sometimes I join random leagues just to see how people, how I think people will draft this year. It's it, it's it's called the mock draft. You know, join mock drafts, and it, it kind of shows you how people will will draft this season. And it, it might help you, and it might help you benefit because it might show you hmm, maybe these people are sleepers. But most of the time, I just run into a bunch of dumbasses. Uh, it's 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 actually kind of ridiculous. I've actually never joined a random league where I haven't absolutely demolished. The people in random leagues are are most of the time not the brightest people. So I would start there just to you know get your spirits up. Other than that. Make a fantasy football league. Make it fun. Make it silly. Make your team names. Have a good time. Overall, try out fantasy football leagues this upcoming fall whenever football season comes back around. And just have a good time. I do it every year, and I look forward to it every year. And also, um, literally, fantasy sports are getting huge. So they're starting to do fantasy sports for everything. So I'm sure if you're not interested in football, there's got to be a fantasy sport for something you are interested in. There's baseball, have, golf, yeah. NASCAR, yeah. basketball, they soccer. They even have it for like esports and stuff like that. They for like video for game e-sports. tournaments. Yeah, It's so. crazy. So check them all out. Just go to ESPN or just go to even DraftKings. DraftKings is a really easy place. They let you play your first game free on there. And it also, you end up might winning some money. And honestly, the people who don't know what they're doing whenever they're picking lineups are usually the people who end up winning the, the big bucks. And I'm not joking there either. I've tried so hard, and the most that I've ever won is like 40 or I think it was $60, actually, on a $5 buy-in. So that's definitely not bad. Um, not bad. So, yeah, just go check, them, go check out some fantasy sports now. Just Just type it in right now. It'll take you wherever you want to go. And uh, definitely, if you ever need some uh, advice, you can always you can always add us on Twitter or at myself on Twitter, and uh, I, I'll definitely help you out. Thanks for listening, guys. Before this podcast ends, though, I did want to talk to all of our listeners about something that uh, I've been having a little bit of trouble with, and that's finding a job. So, as of right now. I am still looking for a job and it's about to be on the on a month now. Which I really can't say it's almost on a month because I wasn't really looking because I thought I already had one before we left for Colorado. Before I was even fired, not before I was fired, before I was let go. But because of this, we're going to have to put a halt to at least two guys, two topics for now. It shouldn't be that long of a break. Just think of it as the mid-season finale of Friends. If they yeah, had not those. more than like a uh, maybe like a. Uh... I'm talking at most at most a month, probably and hopefully not. Hopefully, I'll have a job within the next week or so. Hopefully, but it's not looking good so far. I put in a lot of applications and called a lot of people back um, with still high hopes. So we will hopefully 
see you guys soon for two two guys two topics like i said that's the only one that's going to end we're going to continue weekly positivity because that one's not as hard to produce so it is with a very heavy heart that jeffrey and i must stop two guys two topics for the time being but like we said it shouldn't be that long so but Keep listening to our other podcasts, Weekly Positivity, every week, five minutes tops. And for now, what thank you, I guess, for listening. <laughs> Good God. I man. don't really know what else to man, say, you man. Were, you were doing great until the end there. I didn't really know what else to say, man. This is sad. It is. Well, well, no, it's not. You got to get your shit together. And um, that uh, you had a great topic today, though. I really enjoyed your topic. Yeah, so we'll it was be a looking, lot of fun. but like, be looking forward to a uh, here in about a month. We'll be coming back, and also, I'm I'm actually moving at the end of uh, June, so probably soon after that, be looking forward to another episode of your favorite show. And don't worry, we'll be back with our spunk. Yeah, we're coming right at you. I'm literally going to yell. I will literally yell whenever Two Guys, Two Topics starts back up again, guys. It's going to be great. Thanks for listening to this installment of Two Guys, Two Topics, a podcast brought to you by Positive Noise Radio. Don't forget to follow our Twitter at Positive Noise PC and like and follow our Facebook page, Positive Noise Radio. This episode was recorded with the help of Zencaster and can be found on our SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Don't forget to leave us a review. We hope you've enjoyed and we'll tune in next time to Two Guys, Two Topics. But for now, this is Positive Noise Radio, and thanks for tuning in.